Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Man, I'm ready to go. How about you? I'm good. Folks, I love your emails. I really do. Daniel at Bongino.com. But gosh, if you are going to correct me on the show, which I people do all the time. Right, Joe? Yeah. All the time. Oh, yeah. Especially about horrible cultural references, pop culture, which I'm <laughs> nearly always wrong on. But if you're going to correct me and take the time, you got to get it right. This is now the third email I've gotten about my reference to the uh, kangaroo courts in the one of the Batman movies, the mm. Batman movie with Bane in it. There's no time. This isn't the time to be afraid, doctor. That comes later. I love that character, Bane. What is it, Tom Hardy played him? The court was run by the scarecrow. In that movie, I'm not wrong. I've had to send a YouTube clip to at least three people now who've tried to correct me. It's not Bane's court. It's the Scarecrow. Ah. And, and I love this one guy. He's great. Nice guy. Emails me. It's a, I think I've heard from him a couple times. But he's like, oh, okay. But it wasn't really the Scarecrow. It was just the same character playing the Scarecrow. <laughs> Wait, what? So what are what? you talking about? <laughs> it's the same guy. It's the same same guy. For all you uh, folks who are regular listeners, it's the same guy. Same guy. Same guy. You know the Clinton <laughs> reference, right, Joe? Same guy. It's the same guy. It's the Scarecrow's Court. Gosh, I cannot send that YouTube clip to any more people. I promise you I'm right on that one. All right. I got a lot to talk about today. Listen, I'm in, I'm a little I'm in a good mood today. I've got a couple events, but I, I, I am a little salty in some respects, too, because, again, I woke up this morning, go to the gym. Of course, I'm injured as always. <laughs> Crap's falling apart everywhere. So I had to actually quit my workout halfway through, which I never do. Uh, but I came home putting together the show. And for a guy who's falling apart, I'm in a surprisingly good mood today. Because I got a lot of great news coming in the future and a lot of surprises for you folks. Woo-hoo. But I was reading a bunch of articles and a bunch of uh, listener emails I got. And I'm like, my gosh, Joe, we live in a fact-free universe. Mm. I'm not kidding. We live in a, a, a fact-free universe right now in politics. <laughs> It doesn't seem like outside of the conservatives and libertarians, anybody else cares about actual facts on the ground. So where's the, what's the genesis of this thing? Where did it start? So I'm reading an article in the Journal this morning by Dan Henninger, and the, the core of the piece was that the lessons that, remember I said yesterday how the Republicans are going to learn all the wrong lessons from what happened in Virginia and New Jersey's yeah. governor's races yeah. yesterday? Sure. Well, it's, as it turns out, Joe, conveniently, the Democrats are learning all the wrong lessons too. Now- uh-huh. What a topic near and dear to my heart is the Democrats' obsession with identity politics. In other words, calling everybody a racist or a misogynist or a transophobe or a phobophobe, istophobic, phobophobe. Everybody hates someone if you're a Democrat. That's how they get people to vote, by telling you Republicans hate you. So as it turns out, the Republicans are going to take all the wrong lessons out of this, meaning that they should distance themselves from conservatives, uh, conservatism and moderate more, even though Gillespie was a moderate and lost by nine points. The lesson Democrats are taking away, according to Henninger, and he's right because I've heard this from a couple people on an email list as well, is that identity politics works and we got to do more of this phobophobic histophobia. And you're like, oh my gosh, more of this? Really? It's never going to end. Apparently, the turnout numbers from Virginia, and these are fact-based numbers mm-hmm. the turnout joe was very high um in younger college towns mm. uh, amongst uh single women uh groups again 
targeted by the phobophobia, istophobic identity politics, you know, war, war on women. You know, if you're young, you know, they, they appeal to this, you know, it's all about rights and it's about LGBT, right? Listen, nobody's taking anybody's rights away. This is so in other words, the identity politics wing of the party, they feel like they're vindicated, Joe, after getting just frankly annihilated um, using identity politics strategies and, you know, losing thousands of seats across the country during eight years of Obama. So. You know, as uh, someone tweeted to me yesterday, you know, good luck, good luck, Democrats. Nice job winning those races. Nine hundred eighty more seats and you'll be back where you were before Obama became president, which is true. You know, nine hundred plus more seats and you'll you'll gain back what you lost in the eight years of Obama. So what I find amazing about this is the Democrats are willing now to double down on stupid despite eight years of Obama calling everybody you're a racist and homophobes and transophobes and the Obama administration and the liberals. Despite getting wiped out, they've had a mild success in Virginia and New Jersey, two blue states. Actually, I shouldn't say mild. To be Virginia was pretty much a wipeout for Republicans. I don't want to be yeah. like Democrats and lie to you. Yeah. But they're taking that as a referendum on identity politics. Now, you may say, well, Dan, are they right? Or they run? does identity politics work or does it not, right? I mean, you, you, you seem to be mocking it like it doesn't work. Folks, it doesn't. And it's interesting because even in Henninger's piece, he doesn't kind of get too into this, but he acknowledges that Ralph Northam, the guy who won, the Democrat who won the Virginia's governor's race, Joe, mm-hmm. was really a moderate on a lot of things. I mean, he voted for George W. Uh, George W. Bush twice. He had considered being a Republican. I'm not, listen, I'm not. I wouldn't have voted for the guy. I'm not endorsing the guys. I'm just telling you that Ralph, he doesn't. He had, in the end, he flip flopped on sanctuary cities and said he would not, would not vote for sanctuary cities. So he was not like he's. I'm not suggesting this guy's a good candidate. I'm just telling you he was not a Bernie Sanders kind of guy. He actually beat a Sanders kind of guy in the primary. What I'm telling you, Joe, is it wasn't identity politics that did this. This is a huge mistake. But the Democrats love calling people racist and misogynist. It's their thing. They're just angry, angry people, as I said yesterday. So. I'm asking you, and I'm going to start the show off today. I'm going to debunk some stuff here because we're living in this fact-free universe. And the point of this whole thing is I think people are being suckers. You're being a sucker. If you were voting Democrat, you are being a sucker. And I put in big, bold capital letters on my show prep sheet here. You're choosing a political party over your kids. And believe me, I mean every word of that, no matter how painful that is for you to hear. Mm. I mean it. You are choosing a polit- allegiance to a political party over your kids, your future, your wallet, your state solvency, everything, potentially your pension fund. You are throwing away, you're, you're flushing down the toilet bowl your entire future over an allegiance to a party brand that is absolutely destroying you. Now, what do I mean by that? Look at what happened in New Jersey, Joe. Mm-hmm. New Jersey, a deep blue state now, used to be relatively Republican. I mean, Ronald Reagan won it. George H.W. Bush won it. New Jersey is effectively bankrupt. New Jersey is bankrupt from far left big government spending policies. You need the numbers because we do numbers because you think I'm making any of this up. New Jersey's bankrupt. Joe, their pension debt alone for government pensions in New Jersey, mm. their pension debt alone is an astonishing, staggering $135 billion. Mm. 
That is their pension debt. That is $15,000 for every single man, woman, and child who lives in the state of New Jersey just to pay the pensions of government employees in New Jersey. (laughs) And the guy they elect, Phil Murphy, is a run-of-the-mill Sandernista socialist former Goldman Sachs guy, which is amazing that he worked at Goldman Sachs and wound up becoming half a communist. They elect a guy who promises to double down on big government. Where? Where are you getting the money? Where are you getting the money? Every single person in New Jersey needs to pay $15,000 now to finance just the debt in the, to pay the government employees who aren't even working anymore hmm. and a pension. And <laughs> you want to double down on government spending? Where? Where are you going to get the money? The money fairy? I mean, I'm, 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 I've got more of these. I am sincerely asking you, citizens of New Jersey, who voted for this guy, what the hell are you thinking? Hey, uh, Trump, we had to send a message. What, the, what, to bankrupt your kids? We hate Trump, so we voted to bankrupt our kids. Good job. That's great. That's really sound logic. I love talk about. <laughs> I'm like I'm, I got like mucus coming out of my nose because I'm laughing so. Because I, 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 you should never laugh at your own jokes nor tell people about mucus. But I can't. I, I woke up this way. I can't believe it. I'm like, it's even in the Wall Street Journal articles. Like Carl Rove wrote a piece too. Call um, and I, I like Rove. I don't like his, his establishment politics. But Rove's a nice guy. I work with. Him. He's not a bad guy. I don't like that to make personal attacks on people. It's not necessary. I don't, like I said, I don't agree with his insider brand of politics, but he's always been a decent guy to me and other Secret Service guys. But he's like, they wanted to send a message to Trump. That, what, that, what? What's the message? We have no money. Our state is completely bankrupt. So let's elect a guy who's going to spend more money we don't have. What, what message is that? The, Joe, another kicker about that. And, and by the way, I run a national... Actually, international show. We get a lot of emails from people out of the country, so I appreciate that. So you may say, why are you talking about New Jersey? I've got more other stuff here. But again, the umbrella point I'm trying to make is you are choosing allegiance to a political brand despite living in a fact-free universe. You voted Democrat in New Jersey despite all of the facts showing you that those very same Democrat policies have bankrupted your state. There's no money. Now you may say, well, we had a Republican governor. I'm not I'm not allied to the Republican brand. Yes, the Republican governor did Democrat things. The Republican conservative brand is fiscal responsibility, tax effective tax rates and low tax rates. That's not what Christie did. He may call himself a Republican, but I don't align myself with the brand. I align myself with the policy. I'm telling you the policies have bankrupted you and your state, and you voted for a mathematically certain, arithmetically certain bankruptcy. There is no money. If you really believe that this guy, Phil Murphy, is the future of the state, why not fork over a $15,000 check right now and balance out the state pension fund? Joe, is that not a fair question? That... That's what's owed. You believe this is effective. Paying state pensions, they can't, you, there's no money. You can't afford them. You, then write a check. 
No, no, I don't want to write a check. Everybody <laughs> else should write a check. Well, then you're a phony. You're, you're just a fraud. You're just a fake. Joe, yeah. last year, if they were to just balance out the pension fund last year, they would have had to cut a $4 billion check in New Jersey. You know what check they wrote? $700 million. Now, you have Jay's abacus around? We haven't gone to Jay's abacus in a while. Poor Jay. Jay Zabacus, or as, as other people call him, Jay Zabacus. I found him. It was <laughs> no, buried some under people a bunch of computer stuff. That, that's cool. There we go. Dude, you got to keep that. We got Steve's dictionary, too. We haven't gone to that in a while, but I got to prep that's you okay. in advance for that. I should be leafing through the book. Okay. Now, let, let me. I'm going to give you two numbers. I want you to tell me what's greater. So they were supposed to make a payment last year of $4 billion. So that's your first number. Okay, $4 billion. Okay. Get the abacus ready. Move your things around. $4 Make sure it's going to be complicated math here. $4 billion. $4 billion. Okay. The payment they made last year in New Jersey to the pension fund was $700 million with an M. Now, move your stuff around. I'm going to ask you. This is a complicated mathematical question only Jay Zabacus can figure out. What is greater, $4 billion or $700 million? Uh, $4 billion, Dan. Yeah. $4, $4 billion! $4 billion is yeah. greater. Man, <laughs> ah, gosh! I'm reading this in the gym this morning because I actually did get my cardio in before I really ripped my shoulder out trying to bench press my own body weight, you know, 5,000 times. Four billion. You didn't give, you didn't even make that mark last year because 700 million is not four billion. It's less than a quarter by simple math. You, you didn't even have the money last year, no less than 135 billion more you need to pay off the pensions. Oh, man. Again. We live in a fact-free universe. Fact-free. We need to vote for the Democrat. Take care of those pensions. Where are you going to get the money? I don't know. You're going to write a check? I ain't write no check. <laughs> okay. I, all right. Here's another one. I get an email yesterday from a, a, a young man. Nice guy. <laughs> Sorry. I'm really like on fire today. Sends me an email saying that, man, I can't believe this. I'm arguing with my liberal friends and... You know, the economic growth has been good in the first six months under Trump, but they're saying that was all due to Obama. Mm. Oh, oh, Joe. Joe. Yeah, Dan. I know. Joe. I, 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 <laughs> you, you can't win, folks. You can't. We, we live in, in a universe of stupid. We live in a stupid soup. Where like the, 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 you know that you know that chicken noodle soup where liberals are like the little yeah. chunky pieces of chicken floating in the stupid soup. The stupid soup it never yeah. ends with these people. So let me get this straight. Under eight years of Barack Obama, we have not managed to recover it, it, from the recession with any substantial growth rates matching anywhere close to our historical rates. Obama leaves office. Trump comes into office. Growth rates pick up immediately to levels Obama said would never happen again, 3%. And Barack Obama gets credit for that. That and it, it that makes sense to you? Are you seriously, are you clinically insane? Wasn't this scarecrow in one of the Batman movies like a psychologist or something? Maybe you need to go see that dude because you are seriously out of your mind. You are Looney Tunes. Now, in case you think I'm making any of this up, these numbers. I have a terrific piece in the show notes today. I, I am imploring you to read. Always available at Bongino.com. And again, if you want to subscribe to my email list, uh, we will uh, send you these, these show notes every single day. 
But there is a wonderful piece by Steve Moore, who I have a lot of respect for, formerly of the Heritage Foundation of the Wall Street Journal. He's now writing uh, pieces for Heritage at the Daily Signal, which is their blog. And there is a Daily Signal piece, very short, probably 500 words or less, describing the phenomenon exactly as I'm telling it to you now. In direct quotes, Joe, from Obama administration economic advisors, direct quotes, he's not making this up, Steve Moore, of Obama people and economic advisors, Jason Furman, who you know I can't, I dislike a lot. Uh, he writes, he's a piece in the Wall Street Journal today. Um, well, today's isn't horrible, but he was an Obama administration economic advisor as well. Furman, direct quotes from him and others, Larry Summers, saying how 3% growth will never happen in the future. Uh, Trump's been in office six months. We've hit 3% growth twice the last, three, last two quarters. I, I, I'm just giving you the quotes. I'm just giving, you understand, I'm just giving you their own quotes. I'm not making it up. I'm not, I didn't even find the quotes. Stephen Moore did. It requires, this is how easy it is to do this podcast sometimes. All you have to do is Google like Obama administration, 3% growth, and you'll see everyone saying, you know what they'll say about it? 3% growth. That ain't going to happen. It just happened. Folks, we are living in a fact-free universe. It just happened. Just look it up. Go to the interweb. Just look it up. Just Google economic growth rates last two quarters. How the hell did Obama do that? He was in office eight years. We never hit one year, one year of 3% growth. That's just a fact. If you were the liberal driving my, my listener crazy who emailed me today about how Obama somehow is responsible for Trump's economic growth rates, how? Please explain to me how the minute he left office, the economy picked up. Oh, he laid the groundwork for eight, <laughs> year, eight years. He laid eight years of groundwork. He is the only president in modern American history to never hit 3% growth in any year of his presidency, despite being elected twice, unlike Jimmy Carter. And yes, Obama's responsible for the growth rates, the growth rates the minute he leaves office. That makes sense to you? Can you be this dumb? I guess the answer is yes, you can. Now, in the Stephen Moore piece, it's, very, it's just quotes from Obama people. 3% growth, that ain't going to happen. Idiots. Trump's stupid, 3% growth. That's not going to happen. It just happened. It really happened in the real world. Now, Joe, the Obama administration's uh, average growth rate mm-hmm. through its eight years, 2.2%. That, uh, uh, I'm sorry that fact bothers you. I'm sorry you have no access to the internet. I'm sorry your brain functions like that of a seven-year-old. Just look it up. You think Obama's responsible for that. This is like when you grab head and you smash into desk. You're like, yeah, okay, that makes sense, right? Eight years, the only president in modern American history to never hit a 3% growth rate, whose economic advisors are quoted in this piece today telling you 3% growth is nearly impossible. Obama leaves office. We hit 3% growth twice over two quarters. And then they want to tell you Obama did it, despite Obama's people telling you Obama can't do it and no one can do it. So let's just be clear on this. Obama, no 3% growth. Obama's economic team, 3% growth is impossible. Obama's not going to do it. No one's going to do it. Obama leaves office. Trump, 3% growth twice. And your conclusion from those data points are Obama's responsible for economic growth. Oh my God, are you a moron? 
You have, I mean, you seriously have to have like, did you drink formaldehyde? What is wrong with this? Your brain, are your neurons like the dendrites drying up? Is axonal transmission not happening? Mm. What do they call those things? The myelin sheaths? (laughs) Have they rotted away? The nodes of Rainvier? Are they not working? Are your neurotransmitters being blocked somehow? Do you understand you live in a fact-free world? Nothing you say is backed up by anything that's actually real. New Jersey, you're broke. Obama's economic theories are broke. These are facts. These are their own people. These are things called numbers. Quotes, in case you don't know what quotes are, folks, by the way, quotes. Quotes means someone actually said something and you're quoting it. So when we quote Obama people saying 3% growth is impossible, as 3% growth is actually happening now that Obama is out of office, it's pretty difficult to include that Obama is then subsequently responsible for 3% growth if you are not a colossal imbecile. Man, alive, Joe. I hear you, like, <laughs> I, I love, I love my, I like my life. I love my show. <laughs> I love Jesus Christ, man. I do. I, I love my wife, my kids. Life is good. It's good. I enjoy doing this. But man, it is so hard sometimes to get up and have to tell you this every day, knowing that we'll grab mm-hmm. a few people. And we'll change a few hearts in my note because I get the emails. But that on a mass scale, people won't hear this and just wake up and say, really? Am I really in a fact-free world? Yes, you are. And you'll say, oh, you're just pouting, you know, spouting off Republican talking points. Pouting. I was a Freudian <laughs> slip. I'm not. I don't care. I don't care. I've been disappointed by the Republicans. We've done entire shows on but the, the crap they're producing. I mean, really, we, we did, what, are they, what are they doing right now? Nothing. I mean, I just told you on yesterday's show, if you missed it, that the reason they're losing in Virginia is because they can't quell Democrat anger because they have nothing to talk about. Look at our legislative accomplishments. We did nothing. Yeah. Hey, oh, nice yeah. job. That's a great one. <laughs> yes. All right. I, I got more of these. Before I get that, we have a new sponsor this week. Really happy to have these guys on board. I didn't tell you, Joe, but I had a great conversation with these yeah. guys the other day. Now, I love these guys because they're really good, solid, strong, ethical businessmen. I want to welcome Filter by on board. Now, I know a lot of you listeners are like, well, I may not need an air filter for my house right now. You may not. I mean, these are obviously not the things you buy in like the spur of the moment, but you're going to need one. That's the point. And I want to, I'm imploring you to support our sponsors because we only take on really good quality companies. I talk to these guys. They are terrific. They are, they're committed to this company. They love their company and they really like being on board with us. And let's show them what we can do here. Now, I want to be clear about this. These air filters, these are not just for your house. And they were clear on this to me the other day. I need them. They're going to send me one for my house because I work from home and the air quality in here is important to me. But if you're a commercial establishment, you have 500 vents and you need air filters for that they'll do that for you too and you won't have to worry about it ever again now do you know that americans a lot of americans especially working from home like me are spending up to 90 percent of their time indoors the air you and your family breathe according to studies contains up to 100 times greater air pollution uh, levels than the air outside you don't need to be sucking that into your lungs folks filterby.com will send you the size you need within 24 hours plus 
The shipping's free, so don't worry about that. They use double the industry standard MERV rating on most filter sizes. Listen, I'm not getting into the technical stuff because we don't want to bore you to death, but here's the bottom line on it. You'll be removing the dangerous pollen, mold, dust, and other allergy-aggravating pollution out of the air. Breathe some clean air in your house. Gosh, you're in there all day, a lot of you. Me too. All their filters are manufactured right here in America, and they can ship any size and in any quantity. You'll save 5% if you set up auto delivery. That way you don't have to worry about this ever again. I'm asking you to please support our sponsors. These are great guys. Commercial institutions, houses, your big house, small house. You got an air filter. Go to these guys. Go to filterbuy.com today. Get the best price, the best filters. They'll ship them within 24 hours, free shipping. Filterbuy.com. That's filterbuy.com. Go check these guys out. They're really great. All right. They are not living in a fact-free universe, by the way. These guys have a very good business sense. They know they want to satisfy their customers. Yesterday, I had this sent in by a viewer uh, who sent it to me this morning, but I got I to gotta, I tell you, buddy, I was way on top of this story before you sent me the email. Did you see the USA Today story, Joe, about the AR-15? No, I didn't. Mm-mm. Oh, my. Did you miss a doozy? Hmm. How did you guys not cover this this morning at WCBM? You you need to walk into Sean and Frank tomorrow. Are they both in this week? I didn't work today. Oh, damn it. That's right. That's why you didn't hear it, because Joe's off this week. You need to call WCBM and put this on here. So, folks, if you missed this yesterday, USA Today, and when I saw the tweet, I want to be crystal clear as I swear I thought it was a joke. And that's why it took me so long last night on Twitter to jump on the Twitter train and start firing back. No pun intended. Hmm. They USA Today tweeted out like a moving pictogram, like a little video yeah. about the AR-15. And the gist of it was, and I'll put it, I'll put an article in the show notes where you can see it yourself about this. Because this is, this is, you're not going to believe this, folks. And they're like, here's the AR-15 used in the Sutherland Springs shooting. And here are some modifications you can make to it. And they're, at first it starts out innocently enough. They're like, you know, buttstock, flashlight, you know. Uh, laser sight, right. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. opt- an optic on top. All right, whatever. And then at the end, it gets crazy. It's like shotgun bayonet attachment. And then, Joe, I'm not kidding. It says, and here's another one, a chainsaw bayonet. Dude. What? Dude. I saw this thing and I'm like, this, this got to be someone hacked the USA Today Twitter account. USA Today thinks that this is... People are using, wait, just so we're all, we're, I don't want to mess this up for you because I, I was so excited to talk about this. I tend to sometimes stumble over my words out of pure passion for the argument here. USA Today is seriously suggesting in one of America's formerly great newspapers that Americans are out there modifying the AR-15s with chainsaw bayonets. Ch- Joe, you get what I'm talking about, right? What, what, you know what, what a bayonet is, right? Sure, yeah. Of course you do. Joe, yeah. Joe likes guns just like I do. Huh. A chainsaw bayonet? <laughs> what? It's not, this is not a joke. They really put this out. So, uh, now, as I tweeted out last night, I really don't like Twitter pylons. Yeah. Why is my chair not moving? I don't like Twitter pylons because I've been on the other side of them, and it's not fun. But, man, this kind of stupid absolutely deserved the Twitter pylon. And I had to jump in that the minute I found out this was in fact true. So people started sending back other alterations, people. If you're going to suggest that that's a commonly made alteration. (laughs) Joe, have you ever in your life seen a chainsaw bayonet on AR-15? No. No. 
Now, you've probably never heard of it before no, yesterday. Apparently, <laughs> apparently there's a video that? game, Game of War or something. I don't yeah. know. Someone emailed me and said that in, in that video game, the guy has a chainsaw bayonet AR-15. So maybe the kid who wrote the USA Today piece plays yeah. this video game. I don't know. But, uh, folks, I know these are actually available. <laughs> Chainsaw bay. I mean, you can make a bayonet out of anything. I mean, you. Some guys sent back to them. You know, you can make a velociraptor bayonet. You know, like a fake yeah. velociraptor on the bottom. I mean, if you wanted to, when you were stronger, you could make a shark bayonet. Like you could fish for a shark and like tie him around the barrel and like, like like the sharks. Oh. Like he's snapping at the bad guy. Now you need some water once in a while to run over his gills. But I mean, you can make a bayonet out of a baseball bat, right, Joe? Oh, get yeah. a few belts, belt it to the end of the barrel, and you could hit curveballs, fastballs, sliders, knucklers, whatever you want. The point of the piece is USA, I may, USA Today, a major American publication, put out a moving pictogram video kind of thing, insinuating that chainsaw bayonets were a, a functionally and readily available item that Americans are using as modifications on their AR-15. Folks, we are living in a fact-free universe. A chainsaw bayonet? Is that not a scare tactic meant to tell dopey liberals who are unbelievably impressionable that this is actually happening in the real world? Because it's not. This is a gag. No shooter I know, competitive shooter, hunter, Someone just interested in self-defense who has an AR-15 would seriously put a chainsaw bayonet at the end of his firearm. A chainsaw? How would you even hold that up? You know, seriously, if I'm going to engage with a dude, I want the dude with the chainsaw bayonet because he's not going to hit anything because he's too busy trying to hold up the damn chainsaw. Oh, man, is this stupid. And liberals will go out. I mean, not to mention on the Sutherland Springs tragedy, by the way, that liberals cannot seem to get past the fact that the law, this guy already broke the law as they simultaneously advocate for new laws in their fact free universe. They are unwilling to accept the fact that the, the shooter in Sutherland Springs, Joe, already broke the law. Yeah. He bashed in the skull of his stepson. He was a convicted domestic abuser. He already broke the law. So your suggestion is what? More laws that won't work? So the laws we have now, he didn't obey. And by the way, a bureaucratic screw up by the government allowed him to buy a gun. So you're suggesting the same government that screwed it up should introduce more laws that what? He won't break in the future? You're just, again, you're in a fact. In your fact-free universe, people are using chainsaw bayonets and laws work despite the laws not working in this case because the government you want to introduce new laws forgot to enforce the old laws and forgot to put his domestic violence conviction into Nick's. That's great. That's really you. You you libs really make convincing arguments all the time. So New Jersey's broke. Let's vote vote for more bankruptcy. Obama's responsible for Trump's growth, despite Obama's own people saying those Trump growth rates are impossible and Obama never reaching them. And yes, chainsaw bayonets are real and more gun laws will work despite the gun laws already on the books, not working to stop the crime. We already saw that you're that you're sitting there suggesting new laws would have stopped. How? I mean, keep voting Democrat, folks. Keep it up. I mean, seriously, keep it up. I know the Republicans suck. I know it. Not all of them, but the mm-hmm. good swath. Believe me, I've been betrayed by. That's why I'm trying to get out of this. I'm only endorsing like friends I know anymore. 
because I don't trust anyone. But man, you live in a fact-free universe. We said a signal, Trump. Man. Signal. What signal? What? What? What signal? What signal? You're an idiot that you don't understand basic math. You know, Joe. When we set up our shop, that's coming soon. I gotta say, we have to produce an abacus. Mm. Well, we'll name it after you. We'll call it Joe's abacus for this. Oh, seriously, because it's like liberals—they don't even understand basic facts. Okay, here's more in case you think I'm crazy. So it's an interesting article at National Review. And I, I get articles that may be a couple days old, but they're still relevant to what we're talking about today. Not everything was produced today. And I, I, that's why I think my email list, I mean, obviously it's a bit self-serving for me to tell you this. I'm not naive to that, but it's impossible for me to be objective about things that affect me. I like my email list because I go out to all the email lists out there so you don't have to subscribe to 500 different email lists. And I pick the best articles from each, National Review, Zero Hedge, Cato, and you'll get them every day. So one of them I found, which I thought was interesting, was about, again, just the simple facts on on Social Security and Medicare. Now, I've beaten this horse to death, but you're voting, Democrats voting for expanding these programs have no comprehension of the basic math of just how bankrupt these programs are. And the point of the National Review piece, which I suggest you read, I'll put it in the show notes today. It's Joe, tax reform is irrelevant at this point. It almost, it, it, it's irrelevant. Mm. We are going bankrupt on Social Security and Medicare payments. That's just a fact. Folks, I know I'm going to get email from from people on the Social Security. That's fine. I get it. I read your emails. I respect what you have to say. But you're never going to change the pure math on this. The program is bankrupt. That is just simple math. Social Security, $19 trillion in unpaid obligations. Medicare, $40 trillion. The interest on these things, $23 trillion on the debt to pay for money we don't have. You didn't do it. It's not your fault. For the 55,000th time, do not email me on this. I will delete it immediately. I am not suggesting anyone 55 or older have their Social Security benefits taken away. Let me repeat that. Do not email me on this. I'm telling you I will block your email. I'm sorry. I can't take it anymore. I am not suggesting that. It doesn't matter if I suggest. I'm not even a legislator, and I will never be. I'm not running for office. I'm not suggesting any legislator do that. Yes, you paid in. Yes, it's your money. I'm just telling you the simple facts that if you are 55 or younger, you you better not be planning your life around Social Security payments because there's no money. There's no money. It's not there. It's not real. They're paying interest in the future on money they have to borrow to pay people now. It's not your fault. You paid in. You worked hard. But whether it's your fault or not, it is real, man. It is real. Get your arms around it. The government pissed away your money. It's not there. You want benefits, 55 and younger? You're paying for your own benefits plus interest on money the government's borrowing to pay for money you put in that they already spent. That is the hard facts. It isn't there. Stop the fact-free universe. All right, I got more. So this CBO thing is really, really, I mean, you want to talk about baking my bagels today? Mm -hmm. 
I know I've been talking about this Obamacare CBO thing. There's another great National Review piece. Put it in today's show notes. It may have been any other day. I'm not sure. But either way, I'm going to put it in. No, it couldn't have been because this one came out last night. It's another piece about how the CBO, again, why you never, ever trust these guys and women at the CBO. Just don't trust them. Folks, it's a magic act. People in Congress, Mike Lee included, by the way. Mike Lee is a great senator out of Utah. He's in the Senate, but Congress actually refers to both of them, but House of Representatives and the Senate. But people like Mike Lee and this writer at National Review wrote a really good piece about this are starting to ask simple questions about this CBO scam. Here's a quote from the CBO, Joe, and I'll explain what this means in a second. Hmm. Some of you will already pick up on it if you've listened to the shows in the last few days. CBO is about to engage Joe in a major reevaluation of its approach to the individual mandate. Oh, oh, isn't that convenient? I know you know where I'm going with this. Isn't that convenient? Remember the church lady? Isn't that special? The old Dana Carvey church lady? Isn't that sweet? The CBO is going to engage in a major reevaluation of its approach to the individual mandate. Now, why the hell would they do that? Oh, maybe because if you've listened to the show the last few days, you've realized that the hacks at the CBO for years have been overinflating the individual mandates incentive for individuals to buy insurance. Meaning this, the individual man, in other words, the penalty, Joe, if you don't buy Obamacare, yeah, they have been overinflating the, the number of people that are responding to the mandate. Why? Why would the CBO do that? I'm tired of hearing how they're honest brokers either. After this, I've totally, forget them. They're hacks. They've been doing it because the Republican Obamacare repeal plans, they want to come out and say 500 trillion people are going to lose insurance under Obamacare if it's repealed. Mm. Because they're overinflating the numbers. You, you following, Joe? Sure am. So they, they yeah. want to scare you about an Obamacare repeal, so they want the number to be large. No, no, no. This individual mandate's causing all these people to get insurance, and if you repeal Obamacare, they're all lose insurance. 60 trillion will lose it. Ah! <laughs> ah! We're gonna die. That's the CBO. <laughs> now... There's a major reevaluation. This is a quote, by the way. It's in the piece. Read the piece yourself. Major reevaluation of its approach to the mandate. Now, why do they want to do that? Oh, 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 because now that tax reforms come about, the CBO is quickly realizing that if there are 67 trillion people who are going to lose insurance number is correct. It's not so you get my point. I'm exaggerating for effect, but you can read the actual numbers in the piece. If that inflated number of people, Joe, if that's an accurate number and the Republicans repeal the tax penalty for you not getting insurance plans, if that number's correct, then that is a mm, ton of savings for them to pass on in the form of tax cuts. Why? Because that overinflated number of people that supposedly Obamacare, if it was repealed, mm-hmm. was going to cost people insurance, had to have insurance in the first place because of Obamacare. And now that insurance is largely Medicaid and subsidy funded Obamacare insurance. In other words, folks, if you're going to say 20 million people are going to lose insurance if you repeal Obamacare, you have to assume by the very same, the exact same math that 20 million people, Joe, 
got insurance through Obamacare. You tracking? Exactly, yeah. That 20 million people costs a lot of money. Medicaid money and subsidy money, which is your money. So if the Republicans repeal the mandate and the CBO's math is correct, then we don't have to pay for those 20 million people anymore and they could give it back to those people in tax cuts. But no, 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 no. Now that the hacks at the CBO figure this may work in the Republicans' favor because they may be able to give people their own money back, they're like, no, no, that's 67.275 trillion number of people. That was actually wrong. We need to do a major reevaluation of our math to give two big double barrel middle fingers to Republicans. Now we want the number as small as possible. Now we want to say, no, no, only two people would have gotten insurance under Obamacare, so there'll be no savings at all by repealing it. Folks, we live in a fact-free universe. What? Just ask the CBO basic questions, simple questions. Are you crazy or not? That's the question. Were you crazy the first time you gave us the 20 million number or were you crazy when you gave us the reevaluated number afterwards when you figured that number would work for Republicans? Which is right. I thought you said it was just math. Because you see in math, two plus two equals four today and tomorrow. That's kind of how math works. <laughs> That's why we have Jay's Abacus on the show. You bet. As a guest frequently. Yes. <laughs> to confuse people, new listeners even further. You'll get it eventually. Stick with us. Older listeners, you're laughing. You know what I'm talking about. What are you going to do, right? <laughs> we got all kinds of like code words in this show that have developed now, over you time. You really have to have listened almost from the last year to get all this stuff. That's all right. I'm just asking, what CBO number's right? The math you used yesterday or the major reevaluation math you're using today? Because, Joe, this is not, again, Joe, I'm not setting you up. All right. I'm going to give you, a, this is a pop quiz for you. All right. What's four plus four? Four plus four is eight, Dan. Eight. Yes, he answers immediately. That's how smart this guy is. Now, I'm going to undergo a major reevaluation of math right now. All right. Okay, I did it. Joe, what's four plus four? 17, Dan. 17. Yes, he's right. Under the major reevaluation of math, producer Joe is absolutely correct. Four plus four equals 17. A matter of fact, no, you're wrong. It actually equals 97. So you are wrong, Joe, because I just did my second major (laughs) reevaluation of math. These are the same people who are like, it's math, man. It's just math. No, no, math doesn't work that way. That's not how math works. (laughs) Oh, my God. Dude. Do we, I'm telling you, we live in freaking bizarro Superman land. It is, and, and Democrats suck this up. They suck it up. They love it. They think this is just peachy that we live in a universe where facts and data don't matter. Oh, man. All right. I need to. I got, well, I got one more for you. Before we get that, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. <laughs> you love these guys, been with us from the beginning. Miles is my pal. These guys, I've been using them on my email list too. So if you just want to click and buy, if you're on my email list, there's a link at the top because they've been really good to us. So uh, I think that's been working well. But they have a product called Foundation. It's the original product they advertised with us. It's a creatine ATP blend. Folks, all I ask with this thing is you take the mirror test. I'm not messing around. I had a guy tell me his wife was like, dude, whatever you're taking with that stuff, you better stay on that stuff. I'm not kidding. I don't make up emails, okay? It's really good. It's a creatine ATP blend. I'm addicted to the damn stuff. It's so terrific. And it's like having two extra gas tanks in the gym. But the benefit is not only do you work harder in the gym and log your, if you think I'm making this up, log your data. Well, I did this amount of reps on the bench, this on the squat. 
Go back a week later and watch your numbers go up. But the looks, the aesthetic effect of this stuff is amazing. Listen, I know a lot of, some of you just care about the performance component, but it's nice to look good too. Give yourself the mirror test. Try this stuff. Give it about seven days to load. And then look at yourself seven days later. It's a terrific product. It's called Foundation. He just sent me a few more bottles. I got people now coming to my house asking me if they can get. I'm not kidding, man. I'm like, no, I'm not giving it away. I mean, Miles doesn't get I me. Mean, gives me a lot, but you know, he doesn't send me like 400 bottles of it at a time. Right. It's really good stuff. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com/dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com/dan. Pick up a bottle of Foundation today, or if you're on my email list, just click on the link. Pick up a bottle of Foundation. Take the mirror test. You won't regret it. All right. Where am I going to go next? Let's see. Oh, all right. Listen, I'll give you one more here. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I see because I'm, I'm reading three or four more I had. I'll get to some tomorrow, but this one's important. Uh, and this is on a serious. So I know I've been sarcastic and I like to mess around, but this is very serious, okay? Um, I opened the show saying that Democrats, you're now choosing a political party over your kids. And you may have thought that was harsh. No, no, now I'm going to actually prove it to you because this was one of the pieces that really piqued my interest. It's in the, in the Wall Street Journal today in our op-ed column. This is kind of infuriating. So I'm glad I did it at the end of the show and not at the beginning because I'd lose my marbles. New York just voted to reelect Comrade de Blasio, the openly socialist mayor who is just decimating the city. Uh, why you voted for this guy? I lived in New York. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm stopped trying to figure New Yorkers out. I love you to death, but man, I, I don't know what you're thinking, right? I mean, the, the, the guy's killing the city. So, Joe, mm. the teachers union, of course, was in bed for de Blasio. Now, yeah. what is the teachers union fighting for now? And now that de Blasio is reelected, that they're going to get passed? This one's going to really piss you off. The Department of Education is now lobbying and and want not lobbying. It's already done. They have now committed to fill vacancies in the schools, teacher vacancies, Joe, Mm -hmm. from what they call the ATR or the Absent Teachers Reserve. You may say, well, what the hell are you talking about? Mm -hmm. What is this? This is the pool of really sucky teachers who have been or, or, or who have been taken out of the classroom, some for legal reasons. And and on average, Joe, these are teachers that are rated 12 times worse than other teachers. So they're not in the classroom. So the universal, universally accepted evaluation of the ATR teachers is, sorry, but you really suck at teaching. Okay? Mm. That's why you're in this, like, reserve pool and you're not actually teaching kids. So the Department of Education is now committed because of the teachers' unions— to rehire sucky teachers into schools and to go back to the ATR to teach your kids. So they suck and they're teaching your kids and you voted for it. Night, day, good job. But it gets worse. You want to kick in the cajones? Mm. It gets even worse. As the teachers union is simultaneously filing a lawsuit against charter schools and quote Joe, non-traditional hires. What does that mean? This is what it's like to be a Democrat in your fact-free universe. Charter schools, Joe, want to hire people with like PhDs and real-world experience yeah. to teach in their schools that may not have a teaching certificate. So these are incredibly skilled, brilliant people, maybe retired, retired doctors. Maybe they want to just give back. They work for 30000 a year in a charter school. You can't do that now. 
because of the teachers' unions. The teachers' unions not only say you can't do it, they're filing a lawsuit to keep smart people out of the classroom while simultaneously pushing with all of their might to get the suckiest teachers in New York back in front of your kids. Nice work, Dems. You guys are freaking awesome. Gosh, I wish I was a Democrat. Oh, man, alive. Keep it up. I got to go. I'm going to go crazy. All right, folks. Thanks. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.